0: And welcome to the next episode of Me, Myself and Isla, Lifting the Lid on Loneliness. Today we're talking to Craig Leith, Senior Lecturer at Robert Gordon's University in Aberdeen and Subject Leader of Hospitality, Tourism and Events. Craig got in touch back in January when I very first put the idea of my podcast out there and suggested he speak about his PhD research on the area of solo tourism and the relationship with loneliness. I was over the moon. This was a great angle that I'd never thought of. But before I knew it, it was April, and we hadn't managed to chat yet. So we tried again. Within minutes of talking to Craig, I knew he'd be great. His passion for solo travelling is infectious, but he's also very in tune with the emotional and practical reasons why solo travelling could be great for some people and trickier for others. And those are covered with kindness and humour in this podcast. I've always been nervous about the thought of being a solo tourist. I think I felt embarrassed or worried that I might be judged. But Craig's stories, enthusiasm, and great advice for anyone considering a solo adventure make me think I could give it a go for sure. I felt super energized and full of good vibes after this chat with Craig, and I really hope you feel the same. Okay, hey Craig, nice to see you. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for the invite. You are very welcome. It's really good to talk to you today. I'm excited for our chats. Um, For anyone that doesn't know, we've already had a 10, 15 minute conversation on the phone, which honestly energized me. Um, And so I really am excited that you've given us the time to chat today. Um, And I guess you can tell maybe our listeners why it is that you offered to come on Me, Myself and Isla lifting the lid on loneliness.
1: Uh, I think when I saw I saw what you put on LinkedIn um, a few months back about the the podcast. And I think what jumped out at me is I think a lot of people perhaps look at loneliness as the word says I guess quite it's always the the extremely negative connotation, I think. And I'm currently making slow progress through my PhD, which is nominally called solo tourism, a desire for solitude or uncontrolled companionship. And throughout that research I've I think I've recognised that loneliness takes on a a lot of different um, aspects and I just felt that possibly some of my views and research could maybe put a slightly different uh, sort of slant on things.
0: Yeah that's what I love about this podcast is it's bringing people together to talk about all sorts of different things, some loneliness, some choosing to be alone, um, some how tricky being lonely can feel, some how exciting choosing to be on your own can be and i feel like that's what i really got from our call with you was just hearing about how you live your life you know your teachings your research everything it just i felt totally inspired and i do think that a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are on their own for one reason or another i feel like they're going to be really inspired by what you have to say
1: no pressure at all no <laughs> pressure i think th- the the word that you've said already a couple of times there, Isla, is choice yeah and i think i mean i'm looking at this from the perspective of solo tourism yeah, uh, but again you've already kind of alluded to it, a lot of that fits in with a lot of my lifestyle and mm-hmm. um, I do live alone through choice I have lived with people previously but what I've recognised in recent years I am actually more comfortable mm-hmm. living alone and um, when I think of my my lifestyle I have quite a Quite, I think. Quite, I think. Quite a vibrant social life, big groups of friends, etc., and I enjoy that. But I've always, well, for recent years anyway, I've always been quite honest with myself and honest with friends and family that um, I enjoy the solitude that mm-hmm. I get from other aspects of my life, and a big part of that is the the solo holidays.
0: Yes. So tell us about some of your solo holidays. Then tell us about your holidays of choice.
1: Holidays of choice. Uh, well, I think the first thing to say is I. I don't always go on holiday alone. Um, one of my most recent holidays, uh, three weeks ago, I went to Aviemore with my father for two nights, uh, but I think what was quite interesting with that is my dad obviously knows knows me very well and we had a wonderful time mm-hmm. but we gave each other the space yeah. and that space could just be, I think there was one day I was aware that um, I was sitting uh, in a bar at the hotel having a drink by myself and I turned round, and my father was at the other end of the bar <laughs> having a drink by himself. And it, there was no awkwardness because he recognised that I just wanted to chill out for half an hour. He was happy to do the same. And it wasn't a case of trying to uh, sort of justify how we were doing it. I also previously went on holidays with groups and friends and mm-hmm. partners, etc. Um, two weeks ago, I went to Gdansk in Poland and uh, just by myself for three three nights. had a wonderful 10 hour delay at uh, Aberdeen Airport, but leaving that aside, <laughs> and I think, <coughs> I think maybe that's part of it. Um, a- Aberdeen Airport was really busy, flights were delayed, my flight was delayed. I had a book with me, I had my laptop, I did some work. I was able to just accept it and say, yeah. we've got a big delay here. It's pointless mumping and moaning about mm-hmm. it. But I was also aware that unlike many people at the airport, I didn't have to entertain yeah. children or other people yeah. and- Keep I anyone just, upbeat. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't have to do any of that. So th- that that's maybe one aspect. And two weeks today, I will be flying to um, Thailand and I'll be spending about four and a half weeks in Southeast Asia. And um, again, very unplanned um, and I will decide what I want to do, when I want to do it, who I want to speak to. And I think that, and I think from the solo tourism point of view, that's a big stretch of time. And I know yeah. some people might think, I could go away by myself for two nights and I can manage that. And I, w- yeah. I would absolutely encourage that as a starting point. Whereas I may be past that and I recognise that I'm quite happy to run off for yeah. weeks.
0: See, I love that you're doing that. I feel as I get older, I would absolutely love to go on a trip on my own. But I, my biggest fear is that I would make it through the first day. See a few of the tourist things, that'd be fine. And then by night, you would be like, oh, now what? Like, what do I do? Can I go back? Because there's too much time with me and my thoughts, and so it's me and my thoughts on my own. They can be a killer. So, like, I would like to try it, but I'd be scared. So, to hear you love it so much, it does make me think maybe I will. Like yeah, I mean, I think
1: I've got friends. I have a friend who, uh, a few years ago, she went away by herself for three or four nights and was really excited and got to the city and got into the hotel mm-hmm. and had a big panic attack and felt out of her depth. Yeah. And I think it was the same idea, alone with her thoughts. Yeah. And didn't really do anything during the holiday. And I think that actually made her feel quite, it made her feel worse when yeah. she came back, missed opportunity. M- my advice, if anybody w- wanted advice from me, <coughs> was don't put yourself under pressure. Yes. I mean, there must be, if you're talking about going away, there must be times that you would go home and spend an evening by yourself and not do anything and go for a walk or you said earlier go for a run yeah do that in Barcelona or or Paris you are by yourself just because you're in a different city and I feel this pressure like I'm on holiday even if it's a couple of days I must do lots and lots of different things sit in the hotel room and watch a movie and have a couple of glasses of wine
0: yeah, I like what you're saying, it's like take the pressure off yourself, yeah. maybe go accepting that there are going to be some hairy moments and just go with them, but then also just try and make the most, I like what you're saying about remembering that I'd probably been spending some of that time back home on my own anyway, yeah. so, yeah. and weirdly Barcelona is one of the places I was thinking cool. i giving a go, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think uh, another thing, it moves away from the solo tourism aspect, I think sometimes at holiday now we, we put ourselves under pressure of all the things we must do. Yeah. Now, if people ask me what I do when I go on holiday, I potter about. Yeah. I love getting to a city and walking and getting lost and then sitting in a random cafe, sitting in a park, watch people, read a book. But at the end of the day, if you would ask me, and I think this is something we see in tourism, what did you achieve? I'm on holiday, yeah, I don't true. want to achieve
0: anything. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to have the full photo album or anything exactly. at the end, yeah. yeah i feel like it's um i think one of the reasons as well because we're honest on this podcast I think maybe one of the reasons that i haven't considered it so much is that i feel like people will judge me for going away on my own or that maybe means like i don't have any friends or i don't have and it's, it's not that i don't have any friends i'm definitely at a stage of my life where it's not quite as easy to find someone to go away with but it's not just that but i would definitely w- i would worry that people were making a judgment like have you ever th- worried about that
1: um I would like to sit here and say, oh, no, not at all, but I probably did. Yeah. And again, it's not just in tourism, at all aspects. Um, I think a number of years ago, when I started to be more honest with family and friends, that I enjoy, love my lifestyle, yeah. which is um, solitary in most cases. And that's not me and a hermit, say so I'm going out with friends tonight yeah. and, uh, and things like that. Um, but I think once you open up and be honest by yourself, the other thing about, and it is a big thing I look at in my research, people still think there's a stigma of going on holiday by yourself or doing things by yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's lessening, Mm -hmm. but I still think it's there. Um, And a couple of points I make about it. I remember seeing something on Twitter many months ago about a young guy who's out with his friends in a pub and he saw somebody sitting by themselves having their lunch (coughs) and he put this post up that, oh, this lady was an older lady was lonely having a lunch by herself and i went over and kept her company and it was great and he was making this big deal now if i had been that older lady i'd be really annoyed if i came out i want to be with myself <laughs> it is that so that's an, an example but i think quite a rare example of yeah. somebody judging somebody to be lonely yeah. on the whole though i actually think we project too much that people notice us yeah. and care nobody really cares about us i will sit in a bar quite happy by myself when i'm meeting my friend tonight I'm actually going to go out an hour earlier because mm. I want to sit in a bar and h- read my book and have a drink and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think people will really notice me. I honestly don't think that that at all. And I think we're too, we put, <laughs> I think we get, um, I'm trying to think of the word here, we think we're overly important. We're yeah. not, no, yeah. nobody notices. The other thing that is I've looked at in my research and um, I asked the students about this is the context of it as well. And I know, I think I've mentioned to you previously that if I was to say to you, would you go out in a cafe at lunchtime and have a sandwich and a coffee by yourself? I suspect you would. Mm -hmm. Would you even go into uh, a pub in the city centre and sit and have a glass of wine and a meal by yourself on a Tuesday night? I suspect you probably would. Would you go out to a romantic restaurant by yourself on the 14th of February? (laughs) No chance. (laughs) And it's that idea of the context <laughs> that we put onto it. And I like I to think, think of
0: anything worse.
1: But again, why not? If you go yeah. out for you real and it is that idea. Now, I do think in that situation, <laughs> yes, people will notice you.
0: Yeah. But you know what's funny, actually, because on the flip side of that is I have been there and so many of my friends have as well, like some couples are so miserable mm. on mm-hmm. Valentine's night doing this super forced activity yep. as well. Um, and probably that's all some of them, some of them were thinking about when you're sat there worried about yeah. if you're going to be on your own or if anyone's noticing. Yeah, you're I right.
1: Mean, I mean, that ties into the solo tourism. There's been so many times when I've been walking about somewhere on holiday or sitting in a bar or a cafe or whatever it happens to be and seeing people that are clearly compromising what they want to do yeah. whether that's friends, partners, families or as you said they're hating every single minute of it. I do take a wee bit of worked delight out of that because i can walk off at any point and i don't think that they I know. can
0: and now i feel bad laughing at all the, any of the couples that are having horrible valentine's nights but it is a good example isn't yeah. it it's i'm like sure get, people do have yeah I'm sure some lots of people do. have amazing <laughs> ones you sometimes just see the ones that i've got not too much yeah. to say which is all fine but i suppose the point is yeah like you're caught in your own head aren't exactly. you? and if you're comfortable then finding but if you're feeling anxious or self-conscious mm. you just assume that everyone can see you and then that's not the case so I feel like we all need to set ourselves some homework now of, yeah, going for dinner on our own.
1: Going for dinner on your own. Yeah, there'll be all these single people around round, round uh, later on. But I think that's the thing there. If you, if you kind of just accept, am I having a good time or not even thinking I'm having a good time? I'm just. It's that idea of yeah. redness. Is you're in this state of being, and you don't really recognise or. Think about how people are judging you because yeah. chances are they're not. They're
0: not. They, everyone's got their own lives, yeah. I and mean, I more than ever, we've all got so Never. much in our head. We're not thinking about anyone else before we came on the podcast, you said something today and it made me think, It's and it's true, if I ever have been spending time in a city on my own, not, not this city, but for example, I went and met my friend in Paris a few years ago and I had a couple of days where I really was just left to my own devices. I was super comfortable just to go and have like meals or coffees and things on my own there. I think because I didn't know anyone. So I didn't care because I knew that no one I knew was going to see me and judge me for it. Whereas if I was doing that here in Aberdeen, I'd be like, oh God, I hope I don't bump into anyone and they're going to think I've been stood up or this or that. So funny, that's exactly the same activity, but like you say, again, context.
1: Context, and I think the big one there, you're anonymous. Yeah. Nobody knows you. Yeah. You're never going to be in that city again or you're unlikely to see the same people in that particular mm. thing. So it's not because you you want to be anonymous to, recreate yourself you can do that if you want I mean the solo tourism allows you to play about with who you are as an individual I mean it could be any area of your life that maybe at home everybody knows you as a certain person Mm -hmm. and if you are keeping some sort of secret and I don't believe I am possibly I don't think so but if you are in a different place it allows you to just be a wee bit more yeah. open with yourself. Yeah. To a wee bit there, but it goes. I think it's even simpler than that. You're you're walking about a street and you sit by yourself or whatever, and nobody is going to judge you. And the other level of that, as you say, nobody knows you. They're yeah. not seeing you again.
0: I think I either read in your research or you mentioned it that the the trends or the frequency of solo traveling is actually increasing, and it's like a real market on its own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's important to mention because people should know that it's okay to yep, go and do yep, it you know and yep. I, I don't I think that's quite a, a strong message to get out there it definitely caught my attention and made me think oh like if there is a market out there that means other people are doing it and again maybe it's not such a weird thing for me to try so
1: it's not I mean um I always I must admit I'm always kind of tucked a roll my eyes a wee bit when I realise that the, the industry the big industry yes. is 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 sort of snatched onto something now I think that ties into one of the things of what we mean by solo tourism, because a lot of the, the tourism industry it is a growing trend of people traveling alone. Mm-hmm. But a big part of it is actually people traveling alone or leaving their home by themselves and signing up for maybe a tour yeah, okay. with other people. Now, I within my research, I count that as solo tourism. Okay. Because uh, it's, it's quite a vague definition, I guess. But my view is if you are leaving, you're going away by yourself because I meet people when I'm away, yeah. uh, but it's very controlled and I can sit and speak to somebody and head off. I've got a good friend who goes away in a lot of guided tour, or tour groups, mm-hmm. so he's a solo tourist as far as the industry is concerned. Mm. Um, but it also brings in things like the rooms with single supplements and things like that, so there is a change. I think a lot of hotels are already getting rid of the single supplement yeah. because they're recognising that this solo tourist is an important Um, from a marketing point of view, it's an important person to get. But also ties into how the product, whether that's airlines or tourist attractions or hotels, how do they adapt a product a wee bit Mm -hmm. for the solo tourist? It could be everything from... I mean, I went to, when I was away in Gdansk, uh, the last night I actually ate in the hotel, because there's a three o'clock alarm call to get get up the next morning for a delayed flight. But I went through to the restaurant and the restaurant was really quite full and they put me, it was a table for about six people and they put me at the table (laughs) for six people and there were other people around about me and it didn't make me feel uncomfortable at all because I don't really care anymore but I could imagine that that would make some people feel uncomfortable whereas, but then again the alternative is a lot of restaurants, hotels are renowned for if somebody solo comes in they hide them away near the toilets because really? oh, we don't want a solo person. It's, it. I think sometimes restaurants what and restaurants specifically, specifically maybe don't really know how to deal with that person. Yeah. But I think again, it's when there is going to be a lesson in stigma. You are just a person going in. But yes, the industry has absolutely recognised the kind of the bottom dollar value yeah. of the solo tourist. How they adapt with that, I don't. I don't really know.
0: I know that's quite an interesting point you made earlier, the difference between being a solo traveller solo tourist and absolutely just doing your own thing, which is I think what you're saying yeah. you prefer to do. Yeah. And then also being a solo tourist, but heading off with a group mm-hmm. and kind of making friends that way and maybe dipping in and out of the group. Um, so I suppose there's like solo tourist and solo tourist light.
1: Yeah, and that's an interesting way, looking at the solo tourist and the light, the, the kind of, title I have in mind for my PhD, this mythical PhD I will finish at <laughs> one point, is Solo Tourism, a desire for solitude, or, and this doesn't work in a podcast, on, an in inverted <laughs> commas, controlled companionship. Yeah. And the idea is, as individuals, I think there's three broad things. Are you going away on holiday to seek solitude? Mm-hmm. And I, in a lot of cases, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Or are you going away to seek uh, uncontrolled companionship and I think that's when you sign up for a tour group because you sign up for a tour group you know that you're stuck with these people whether you like it or not mm-hmm. and that's fine Th- and that gives you that security there's the you don't need to be brave to go and speak to somebody yeah. because you're with people already there's that expectation um, or the controlled companionship which is the other aspect I like I can speak to people and if I get fed up speaking with them I can walk off I'm very aware nine times out of ten it's probably because they're fed up speaking to me yeah. and they walk <laughs> off, but <coughs> that is that controlled that yeah. controlled idea. So it's all three things. And I think that's what ties into what I'm looking at is the experience of the solo, well, the solo tourism experience. And it is what you get out of it. Are you seeking time by yourself for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you seeking to meet new friends? Are you seeking to push yourself out of your comfort zone and have to be a bit braver to, to go and speak to people, it's mm-hmm. all these different things.
0: Yeah, and I suppose, and I think we touched on this before the call as well, is um I suppose in reality also some people are solo tourists because they don't have anyone else to go on holiday with. And so it's like taking that brave step of, well, I need some time off, I need a break. Do I just take the leap and go and try something on? And what would you say to anyone who's maybe in that category?
1: Uh, you won't be surprised to hear, I would say go, yeah. do it. <laughs> I think I would, everybody's different. I would never encourage somebody to, somebody's never been away traveling by themselves. I would never say go off to Southeast Asia for a month by yourself because I would hate to think that somebody doing that, it's too big a jump for them. I mean, even when I started going away traveling, um, I would go to, uh, I was traveling maybe for four or five years before I went to Southeast Asia Mm -hmm. and... um, and I've never been to uh, I've never been to many I've never been to South America so there's certain places that if you f- if you don't know, you feel uncomfortable, I would never say that's the first mm-hmm. first place to go. Yeah. Um I think a big part of it is the time and we're so lucky now, um I mean, leaving out the arguments of uh, like environmental damage of flying yeah. away for weekend yeah, yeah. breaks. I so know that's a, not the topic of the podcast. But go away for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Fly to Paris, um I'll give a a sort of shout out here, even though the flight was delayed. We can get direct flights from Aberdeen to Gdansk. Gdansk is a very small, safe city. Mm-hmm. Go away for a couple of nights, don't put yourself under any pressure. Book into a nice hotel, yeah. Um, and every day, you just go out and do something. You go for a walk, you go into a cafe for a coffee, and speak to somebody as you're getting your coffee. Start making eye contact if you're in some way you want to speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. And if at the end of that, it's not for you, it's not for you, we all, we all try things. Um, but I would honestly, if you, if anybody's, I wouldn't be scared about feeling lonely mm-hmm. over that couple of days. i go back to what I said earlier on, we all spend a, a night or a couple of days by yourself and don't speak to anybody yeah. in our own cities. Yeah. So you're just transplanting that. And I actually think if you're doing something new, you're seeing new things, you're excited, I think that would actually make you feel less lonely. You've got a different energy going on.
0: Yeah, I think that's right as well, isn't it? I picture like, the me that as I sit and feel now isn't how I'm going to sit and feel if I did say go to Barcelona because it's going to be warm, it's yep. going to be a hustle bustle. I'm probably going to feel quite excited that I'm in this place of my own and that I did it mm-hmm. and sure there's going to be some hairy moments and a couple of moments where some things will pop into my head and whatever, it's just me and my thoughts. But like, I could imagine that you could leave a trip away on your own feeling, yes, yeah. like I did that. What to do again.
1: <laughs> Another thing I would say based on what you said here is like it's this idea of what does it mean to be alone yeah <coughs> For me because i mean i always take a book with me um mm-hmm. even if i'm going to the pub or a cafe i've always got a book so i i enjoy reading so i'll sit there with my book but that can also be used almost as a shield to so you're actually putting that message out to people that i'm not alone mm-hmm. and came out here because i want to sit and read my books so it gets beyond what you said elon Oh, it looks as if they've been stood up. Yeah, it's I'm sitting having time there, so I've got that there. And the other one now is with the mobile phones. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned it in one of the the papers. Was I call it like the, the anchor to home? You you even if yeah. you are feeling a bit lonely, we've well, got your friends. I mean, yeah, I mean my my brother lives in New Zealand. I've not seen him for three years, but he's in the end of um, a Zoom chat or yeah. a WhatsApp chat. So even if you are walking about. You've not got somebody beside you. You can say, oh, look at that amazing site. Send them a photo. Send your friends a photo. Build up that dialogue that way. So you don't, I mean, I don't watch, I don't really use a lot of social media. um, I don't watch a huge amount of telly, but I know a big thing now is when people are sitting watching telly, they're speaking to their friends over the phone as they're all watching the same thing. Well, you can be doing that for your away on holiday. Yeah,
0: it's true.
1: Your friends are in Aberdeen, you're in Barcelona, but we you go back to even the other thing was like, over the, the lockdown, the kind of the Zoom parties, so you're all sitting same same idea. It's you don't true. physically have to be in the same place as somebody. Yeah. So
0: it's totally true, and especially if you're just away for three days, exactly. you And still Facetime your mom, Facetime mm. your dad, check in with everyone. Mm. And you mentioned you mentioned lockdown there, and you also mentioned before we started this one of your students, I think, some research you'd been doing on like the impact of lockdown and how that was changing. Um, the people's inklings towards solo tourism or not.
1: Yes, uh, that's my student. She would love if I, I'll give her a name check. That's Naya, uh, who is just graduated or about to graduate in as a uh, t- International Tourism Management student. And I supervised her. I didn't actually have to do much. I just let her go on with it. And what she wanted to do was to see how the lockdown experience had changed people's views on uh, solo tourism. Mm-hmm. And she found out uh, what she would want to say like for example there might be some people who previously thought i'm not adjusted i don't feel confident to go and spend time by myself and go away on holiday but because they maybe been living alone through lockdown mm-hmm. for an extended period of time they'd actually realized that they were able to do that and they were self-reliant and they didn't need people as much as maybe they thought so that mm-hmm. maybe be given them an encouragement to go away uh, solo tourism there was we go back to the situation idea. There was other people that during lockdown they might have been living with other family, friends, partners, mm-hmm. etc. And because everything was so enclosed, when lockdown finished, they were desperate to go away by themselves yeah. because they needed that. And they were almost, maybe not entirely wanting to do it, but they felt they were pushed that way, sort of that an extra kind of an incentive to yeah. get away. <coughs> and then there was other people who. um if they'd been alone through lockdown, the last thing they wanted to do, yeah. maybe previously they were solo tourists, I liked the idea, but now it's like, no, I need to go out and spend time with friends yeah. and family and everything. Um, I'll be honest, <laughs> uh, I spent lockdown alone and uh, me and my cat kind of enjoyed it. Absolutely to be fair, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, <laughs> uh, but what, what Nair's research showed was again lockdown, this intense long period made people reflect on their own individual viewpoints of solitude and obviously what they might think about going on on solo tourism.
0: Yeah I think that's a really good point, I never thought about it. I know because I live on my own so I spent lockdown on my own but I mean you know my family were always around it, I never and it actually never really felt lonely in lockdown, weirdly enough. I think the second one, I was just weary, so I was like, I have had enough of this. It's so bloody good uh, to win, I don't yeah. know how many <laughs> there <did or> <laughs> But I don't ever remember feeling lonely, but, um, I do remember as soon as we were allowed to travel further away than five kilometers or whatever the insane rules were, it just seems absolutely bonkers now thinking about it. I did go off and climb some smaller hills and things on my own and I would never have done that before. And part of it was, well, I couldn't go with anyone. So I was kind of taking control and going off and, and just trying to get out there and do it. Anyway, I wanted to do it. And if I didn't do it on my own, I, c- I couldn't do it kind of yeah. thing. And then that got me thinking like, I suppose, I don't know what my point is here, but like, Sometimes I feel trapped if I think I can only do something if I've got to wait for someone to go off and do it. Yeah. And I suppose like holidays and trips and adventures are quite a good example of that. And I wonder how many other people feel like that. And actually we should just go off and do it. Yeah, I think a
1: couple of things, I think obviously, the t- I know not everybody but some pe- some people are able now to maybe do more work from home etc yeah. now I'd always said to my boss at work well if I'm working from home why does it have to be Aberdeen I could head off yeah. elsewhere so and you're talking about this idea some people especially in the start might not like the idea of getting somewhere and thinking what do I do how do I fill my time yeah. on my thoughts well if you go away for a few days work wise and if you are somebody that's fortunate enough that can work from home if that working from home is setting yourself up in a a hotel in Barcelona or Gdansk, you do work for a couple of days and you've got time to go yeah. and do other things. So it's maybe taking some of that initial pressure yeah. off it. Um, I mean, one of the other things that, one of the things we're looking at, was I think sometimes people think solo tourists are either, and I've not looked a huge amount into it yet and started, either solo tourists are extrovert because you need to go and push yourself to go and speak mm-hmm. to other people, etc. Or you're more introverted, and it, it should go away by yourself because you don't want to speak to friends or mm-hmm. family. You want that time now. I think there's a some misunderstanding of what introvert and extrovert actually means. Yeah. <coughs> but what some of my research is showing is that there's different types of experience depending on the type of so- and the extent of solitude you're seeking. Yeah. And the extent of companionship you're seeking yeah. as well when you go when you go away. Um, and I say that's one of the things I've looked at. I know I come out as somebody who likes solitude to quite an extreme degree, but I like companionship to a relatively average degree, I suspect. But there are other people who eh, don't want to have any time alone yeah. ever, they can't cope with themselves, and it's all about the companionship, but that person can still be a solo tourist. It's a type of solo tourist, yeah. tourism experience they would, they would have. So it's different, I don't think it really matters where you are in these kind of spectrums of introvert and extrovert makes you a solo tourist or not. It simply means that you would look for a different type of solo tourist experience.
0: I know, and it's funny that you're saying that as well, because I feel like human connections are really important and i don't think at any point are you saying go off on you holiday on your own don't talk to another soul you're kind of saying the opposite like go off have the freedom to choose when you want to spend time on your own but also human connections are important and if that's talking to someone in a bar or in a cafe or on a bench in a park or something mm-hmm. like you've still got all those things yeah. there just in a slightly different way
1: yeah. and again the human connections i would open that up further and say it's still now we're fortunate it's still accounts it your human connections at home yeah through through yeah phones and, th- and things like that <coughs> so absolutely it's not this case now if you do uh, spend a couple of days and not want to speak to somebody and just be with your thoughts mm-hmm. or just relax uh, we've all got different kind of um, lifestyles in terms of work and everything fine but it goes back I think the word is what you said at the start we said a few times already is the choice yeah and it and I would say it's choice and the, um, the situation because when I look at my choice I choose to go away and Alone, mm-hmm. I choose how I want to spend my time al- alone. But depending on the situation, I will either not speak to anybody and be happy with that, or I will want to go and speak to people. So it's all there. And I think um, I was trying to think what was on with the situation here is like it changes over time because uh, if you've been, if I've been away by myself and not spoken to anybody for three or four days. I want to go speaking to somebody. Yeah. But it's like um, we were talking earlier on, because of my job, because I spend all my day speaking, yeah. lecturing, speaking to students, speaking to colleagues. When I get home at night, I don't want to speak to anybody. Yeah. And it's the same idea if you've been on holiday. You know yourself if you're kind of burned out from people, yeah. or if you're burned out by yourself. Yeah. Then you want to go and speak.
0: I <laughs> like And so tell me again. Actually, two things. First of all, tell me about your next holiday that you've got planned.
1: Okay, next holiday is two weeks today. I fly to Bangkok. Mm -hmm. I'm there for about four and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. And I recognise that that's quite fortunate in terms of my job. I will be working through some of that, but again, I'll be working when I'm away. That's about as much as I can tell you. Because again, another aspect of the solo tourism, I don't really have anything planned. There is a wee island, I don't know if anybody that's listening knows... Thailand. There's an island called Koh Chang. You know how you've got all the party islands in yeah. Thailand. It's not one of them. <laughs> it's a very quiet island and I used to go there every year and I have already looked out my books that I'm taking and I'm going to get to Koh Chang and I'm going to sit there for about a week. I'm going to get myself a nice wee, a nice beach hut type thing. Um, I'm past the backpacking of paying five dollars a night for a yeah. beach hut. I want something <laughs> with a bit of quality. Um, and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to go for a swim, I'm going to read my book, I'll go for a walk along the beach, I'll pop into town and sit in a bar, I'll do something crazy like go for an afternoon snooze, (laughs) I'll do whatever I want and do that. And then I think I'm going to go up to the north of Thailand, I've not been up there for a number of years, um, Chiang Mai, and do some trekking for a few days. But beyond that, I honestly have no idea what I'm going to be doing. I've just Go back to the words I said earlier on. I'm just going to Potter.
0: Yeah, Potter. I love that. Like that. I love, see, it's weird because I love the sound of that for you and it sounds amazing. And then the thought of me going off and doing that, I'm just like, oh my God. I, I I don't. I have a feeling I did that, looking like quite a people person. Yeah. I think just because I've never done anything like that before, yeah. like all my friends, just after school, not all my friends, but a lot of my friends went traveling, went backpacking, uh-huh. stayed in hostels. So they know that when you put yourself in these situations, you make friends, you all these kind of Absolutely. things. I, I know people are good. Like I bloody love people. They're my job and they're involved in all sorts of things, like my relationships. Like they're super key to me. I, I know I'd be okay, but because I've never had to go and do it, it just gives me. The
1: fear. But it's funny <laughs> ones as well, I mean, going back to not wanting to encourage people to about their comfort zone and things like that. Well, to a certain degree, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But you can always go, t- let's say you're going away for two weeks mm-hmm. to Southeast Asia. You could sign up for, I mean, one of the things I will do, I'm going to sign up for a cooking school for a day because I, I, I tend that. to do that's that. that's a great I'm idea. I'm a terrible cook, but this idea, you get picked up in the morning, you go down to the markets and choose all the food and then yeah, y- there's other people signed up doing that there. So you've had a day with people. And you might end up getting on with some of them and going out for drinks, etc., or whatever it happens to be. But that's a day that you've achieved something, if you want, <laughs> if you've done that there. But you can also go and sign up for tours for two or three days as a small group. Yeah. Now, to me, that's different from signing up for a tour for the whole two weeks, yeah. which puts the fear of God into me. But you can get <laughs> yourself into that sort of
0: it's kind of like safety nets almost, yeah, isn't it? So if you're going away for a week or you're going away for yeah. two weeks and you've got these little things that will break it up, and then it's kind of up to you what you do in the middle That's of it. it.
1: That's <laughs> it. Go on, do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I feel like, I do feel like I might, because like <clears throat> me and my dad were talking about earlier, there's definitely some more people I know that, are, that do that. I know a friend that may or may not listen to this, she just celebrated her 50th birthday by going away. Um, another girl I know has just had two wee short breaks away. Um, and. It stands out because I don't see so many people doing that, and I think it's very cool that they're doing that. And so I do, it's in me, I think, to give it a try. I just need to suck it up. i quite like to go to Venice, actually. Go that there. Yes. Wow, well, maybe that's what we'll do. I
1: mean, one of the things, because you said there about backpacking, it's a thing I speak to my students about. Um, I originally tried to do a PhD a number of years ago, and I was looking at uh, how backpacking experiences changed due to social media. Mm-hmm. I ended up very quickly stopping that PhD and taking a break because I don't really use social media and (laughs) I realised that backpackers are just going to annoy me because I thought they're all much younger than me and it's going to make me think what I did hundreds of years ago and I thought I can't spend five years thinking about backpackers on social media (laughs) but one of the things is now is I think there is an overlap between backpackers and solo tourism Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I do a a lecture with my students showing that they are very distinct as well Mm -hmm. in a number of ways Uh, but thinking about backpackers um, Backpackers are not now all 18 to 25 years old. I Mm. mean, they're backpackers of all different age groups and dynamics, you've got families going away backpacking and everything. So the backpacking aspect is is opened up. There are, there's absolutely sort of crossovers there in different ways between backpacking. I mean, even when I go away, um, I mean, there'll be some nights I will uh, probably end up in areas where there are backpackers and there's lots of people about and, and whatnot but when they go back to their cheap backpacking rooms, I'm going to go to my nice big posh hotel. <laughs> uh, so there is that, there's a differences there yeah. about it.
0: Let's go. Cool. it's funny you're talking about families going backpacking, because mm-hmm. some of my other friends are a family called Clan Wonder on social media, but you won't have seen them because you hate social media. <laughs> um, but that's what they've been doing an awful lot of. They came back for quite a lot of lockdown, but they had traveled all over, God, Europe, India, they're in Mexico just now, I think, and yeah. they're just schooling as they go, having oh. a brilliant time yeah. again. So not solo tourism, but in there, just yeah. absolutely loving it. Maybe that's why I could go on solo tour and see them in Mexico. Maybe. Solo tourism, but see them, and have a little bit of time on my own. Yeah. Maybe.
1: But even that's the thing, very quickly, I mean, my as I said, my youngest brother lives in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as things open up, my father hasn't seen him for about three years now. Oh. Um, and he's keen to go out to New Zealand. Yeah. Now, it's such a long way, and my brother obviously works, my sister-in-law works, they've got, a, um, my niece is five years old, mm-hmm. so my dad will go there and spend time with them. Yeah. But I know for a fact that my dad will probably go out for five or six weeks, and mm-hmm. um, he will probably sign up, my brother will sign him up for a couple of group tour type things. That's
0: cool.
1: And my dad's very sociable, so he will speak to people, but then there will be other times that my dad will go off for week- a weekend by himself. So he's actually, I might have to interview my father for my research. He's actually going away for a bit of solitude. And I'm sure he wants to think about various things and family and history and things. And then he'll spend time controlled companionship Mm -hmm. where it would be um, going away by himself, uh, but speaking to people and then there'll be the uncontrolled companionship which will be when he spends the time with my brother is that uncontrolled? yeah because he's stuck with them. but also <laughs> but also when he goes away for the, the tour group for three or four days so he's mm-hmm. actually doing all gamuts
0: yeah of it there you do need to interview your dad Sounds I like well. he's got all bases yeah. covered there.
1: Yep, I'll get that done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and tell me a little bit quickly about like the, the, what the research that you do in the classes. Like, does this all come into what you teach and, and what you research as well, or is it more your research rather than teaching? Um,
1: I think we're, at Robert Gordon's at the university, we, I think the is strong believers in research informed teaching. Yeah. So um, there are a couple of modules where, uh, well, there's one third year module, which we call critical approaches, um, and to cultural studies, and I focus, I do a lecture on uh, solo tourism. My colleague Rachel, Spooky Rachel, uh, her research <laughs> is all in the area of um, sort of supernatural, paranormal, etc. So she does Serious? a session. Yeah. Oh, 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 you need to get Rachel in. It's one of my favourite things, oh yes! You <laughs> need to get Rachel <laughs> in for that. And then another colleague, Katie, does a session on fundraising um, and sponsorship, okay. which obviously you're understanding of, mm-hmm. and then Peter, Uh, does one looking at um, culture and heritage. Mm -hmm. Students listen to them all and then they choose which one they've got most interest in Mm -hmm. and they work with the chosen person on that there. So we do that there Um, and then in fourth year module uh, I just do a session looking at solo tourism because it is my area of research and I think what's interesting is um, every year the fourth year students obviously do their research project and they can choose a different topic that they want to look at in their own proposed direction. Yeah. And every year there's five or six students who choose something on solo tourism, different areas of solo tourism. Cool. So I think that indicates to me that um, that something I've said in the previous year has sparked their interest yeah. and they want they want to kind of take it on and look at their own research, which is always great. Um, so yeah, so that, that comes in. Uh, there. In terms of my own research, um, I approached it from the point of view that there's not been a lot written. When you look at the academic papers, about 90% of what's been written on solo tourism is from a gender perspective. Okay. Uh, and I absolutely understand why. A lot of it comes from safety and perception and different things. But I was also thinking some of the stuff I was reading to me were just as valid for um, for males. Yeah. Or so I was a bit There's there's a there's a gap there which I wanted to uh, to investigate. Um, So I've written a paper looking at the different types of the tourist experience Mm -hmm. uh, based on how people saw themselves as an individual, of how much time they, they wanted or didn't want time alone, and how much time with uh, companionship. And I also did another paper that was published in the Journal of Tourism Futures. Uh, awesome. I know. I like to make the point that fabulous because uh, I think people think Tourism Futures is all about spaceships and space tourism. <laughs> it's there's, not there's, about there's that. There's absolutely oh. <laughs> not about that. No. If a student tells me they want to do the topic on space <laughs> tourism, I just bin it. Uh, <laughs> there's so many different different aspects. And what I did there uh, for that paper was looking at how things are changing and what that might mean. I came up with scenarios of the solo tourist of 2025, so we're almost there already. And it was what, (laughs) I know, (laughs) and I wrote it before COVID, so any research, you rip (laughs) it up and start again. (laughs) Uh, So one of the things I was saying, I thought I said it was lessening of a stigma. So I thought how that might change. Uh, And I also said that there was um, an increase in um, online interaction which in, in terms mm. of solitude um, uh, social media. And actually I did also say there was there was an increase in um, loneliness and how mm. that might impact on yeah. uh, f- either more people going to, uh, solo tourists or maybe less people for different reasons. So that's where it is there. And my PhD, the mythical PhD, I just want to be called Dr Solo. Yeah. I mean, that's basically wh- wh- why I'm doing it. That
0: uh, is the best name. Yeah, I can call you Dr Solo. we, Dr Solo. To like on this yeah, podcast.
1: That, that's it. Um, what that is really looking at is the different types of solo tourist experience. Mm-hmm. And it ties into um, wider ideas of solitude. A big part of it is how we... Uh, there's a theorist, Ervin uh, Goffman, from um, a number of years back, who wrote uh, a lot looking at how we present ourselves in mm-hmm. public and how we don't always present the real self and how we sometimes ad- ad- adapt our behaviour in public places. So I'm looking at that wider theory and putting that into solo tourism. And that's kind of keeping me busy.
0: That sounds like it. It sounds so interesting and so exciting. I have a feeling that we're probably in bulk, if this podcast manages to k- take off, mm-hmm. maybe you can come back and give us updates on your research I and your I would holidays. love
1: to do that. And again, I'm more than happy to do that. And if there is anybody that's listening who has been a solo tourist mm-hmm. or even get any views on it, uh, I'm always looking for people, not quite yet, but going forward, I will yeah. be looking for people to partake in my research, and I'm always happy to, if anybody wants to get involved with that.
0: Well, we can do that. Maybe um, when I share the podcast details, I can share your email or something, or your read. LinkedIn profile or something. They can yeah. come find you Please on read. the one social platform
1: that you use. Uh, uh, so it's not that. I d- it's <laughs> maybe it's not that I hate social media at all. I just don't. I don't understand, uh, and I'm, I'm just. It's never really. Um, I'm not that good even in LinkedIn, which is a terrible admission <laughs> to make. <laughs> uh, I actually, when I saw you talk about the podcast, I was actually uh, getting in touch with some recent ex-students, and that's where I spend an awful lot of time in LinkedIn. Which is when I saw <laughs> yours, it was just timing of it. I will get better, but. Uh,
0: it sounds like you're doing just fine with whatever you're doing with it, so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I would like to end the podcast on a high because I feel like there's potentially going to be a mix of people out there the, considering solo travel for whatever reason. And it would be good to give people, and I'm putting you on the spot mm-hmm. with this, <laughs> but if we could give them like three tips or three things to think about, if you, for anyone who's thinking about taking the plunge, or three reasons, three tips, whatever, just bits of advice that might encourage them.
1: Okay. I think the first thing is, let's go to the the kind of the the housekeeping side, the safety side of it. Yes, if you are going away by yourself, mm-hmm. people at home, family, friends, are going to worry about you. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a system for a regular checkup. That's a good idea. And that could be, um, even if you're somebody who's worried about feeling a bit lonely or whatever, you know what it's like if you get a message from somebody yeah. and doing that, there. that could even be taken further but maybe this, again, might put people under too much pressure. I always do like a wee kind of travel blog idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, just like, this is what I'm doing, share your photos, all yeah. the things you've done. And that that maybe gives you, I say, I don't think we should be talking about achieving something on holidays. But that's something that's um, shown people what you're doing. Yeah. I think my, my caveat with that would be, and I know my students have talked about this, um, because I'm not on social media, I'm not on Instagram, but apparently people don't always tell the truth on Instagram. Yeah. They take a hundred photos and show the best uh-huh. one. Oh, every time, yeah.
0: filtered, all the yeah. magic. And I think that
1: something <laughs> we've not really covered that is that thing there. I would just, when you're traveling by yourself, nobody's there to see the reality. Yeah. So you could sit there and put the best photo, look at the great time I'm having, etc. If that's what you're doing, brilliant. I would strongly urge everybody, not to lie, not to, yeah. not to feel, because again, I don't think anybody really particularly cares. Yeah. And that should put yourself under more pressure. Yeah. You're trying to put yourself on this pedestal to say, this is what I did. If you had a rubbish day where you did nothing and it rained all day and you had all these plans of what you're going to be doing, yeah. but you felt quite lethargic and you sat in your room eating crisps, watching movies,
0: fine. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) And tell people. people. I always think that as well. It's like people warm and react and engage way more with like honest truth. And I know nobody bears like warts and all on social Mm. media. Nobody's completely honest, but like people appreciate honesty. So like if you are, like you say, having a crappy day, share a picture of you soaking like somewhere like this isn't exactly as planned kind of thing.
1: I'll come to another two in a second, (laughs) but there is a big, I am actually on Twitter. I just use it to follow air united and a few bands and um, but <laughs> air yeah that that, so that's another <laughs> podcast um but one of the things that's come up i follow a few academics and what's coming up now academics obviously we like getting papers published mm-hmm. but a lot of the time you write paper and it gets rejected yeah and it's what you were saying about being honest there's now more of a drive of academics to share the failures yeah to kind hey of yeah. normalize it mm-hmm. and it ties into that there's well. we always this idea of always showing our successes yeah doesn't do anybody no. any favours. So I think be honest that way there. I would think carefully about everybody knows themselves as an the individual, what they want. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who is all about adrenaline and things like that there, think about where you can go that you can get that. Mm-hmm. So even if you are feeling a bit ill ease, a bit lonely, a bit unsure, you're doing things that you enjoy. Yeah. If you are somebody who just likes sitting on a beach, well go on that type yeah. of holiday. What I would do is think about how do you think you would react so if you are going for example a beach holiday and if you go to a hotel where it's all couples or all families yeah if you know that you can deal with that and it doesn't you don't care mm-hmm. fine but if you feel that that's going to make you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. don't put yourself into that good situation advice. yeah find somewhere where you know i'm not saying go somewhere that is just like a singles type yeah place, you're gonna end up a completely different type of holiday <laughs> But, but Something else completely. Yeah, and if that's if that's what <laughs> we want, fine. Again, we will go back to the honesty. But find somewhere. It's like when I'm going to Ko Chang. Mm-hmm. Now, I again, I don't really care if I'm in places where I'm the only solo person there. But I've got no interest to go to places like Ko Samui and Ko Pangyang anymore, mm-hmm. where it's all the backpackers and the partying. Yeah. Ko Chang is a very very quiet island. There'll be hardly anybody there. Uh, and say I'm not going because I don't want other people there, I just know it's very, very peaceful. But with a wee bit of research you can find the place and again, is it somewhere you want to go where you know there's um just small cafes and mm-hmm. small restaurants? I mean the Greek Islands is a fantastic yeah. place to consider that there, because it is very peaceful. You can go for nice walks, you can go for runs, you will find places to sit and have something to eat, but not overrun like big kind of resort yeah. type thing. So again, think what, what works for for yourself. My final one. Try it. Yeah. Just, just try it, and it, it's one of these ones with if it doesn't work out, don't put yourself under the pressure. You might love it, and you might then be packing your bag and yeah. going off for six weeks the next year or whatever. Or it might just be something that, and I think this ties into it. We're all different in terms of busy lifestyles. Um, maybe people get families and things like that. I think the honesty side with yourself about others, um, to say to your partner and your kids, you know what. I'm going away for a couple of days. And people might say, why, what's wrong? Are we, are we getting yeah. divorced? It's like, no, I just, <laughs> just want a couple of days. We're, yeah. all, we're, all, we're all individuals. And I think sometimes we forget that we need time alone. And yeah. I think the key, th- key things we talked about, the, the kind of choice, yeah. the, the kind of the, the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think I should just be honest with yourself yeah. and honest with others. This is what I want to do
0: you, do it. you just try it exactly try it what can possibly go wrong <laughs> Craig honestly thank you so much for joining me I knew we would have good conversations I definitely feel inspired and energised by the chats with you and I hope other people do when they listen to this as well and I hope you have a really good time on your next holiday and hopefully we get to meet on the podcast again sometime I look
1: forward to it I really enjoyed today as I say I hope some of the things I've said kind of spikes a mm-hmm. chord or a wee bit of a uh, kick up the bottom to, to go off by yourself. I would absolutely strongly encourage anybody to do it. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll speak soon.
0: Absolutely, thank you so much, Craig.
1: Thanks, Ella.